Welcome back to book club. Uh, we have, oh, now we can't hear you. Shannon, I can't hear you. Wait, you still can't hear me at all? <laughs> we thought you were talking. Oh, I just was doing like a, ah, you know, but not making noise. <laughs> well, welcome. Frank. Yes, we're back. Episode two of book club. Yes. Um, I picked My Body by Emily Radkowski, and after reading it, I'm not sure why I picked it. I, I mean, I didn't like the book at all, but it was just, like, heavy. Yes, it, it was, was dark. written very well. However, it was very triggering. <laughs> yeah, and also, like, part of the reason that I think it's, like, funny is that, like, we're just gonna, I guess, be reading books about, like, women's trauma. Yes. <laughs> and experiences with men like that's not the theme of the book club necessarily but it could be at this point two I books in and they yeah i was halfway through this book and i was like i shouldn't even talk during the podcast tomorrow <laughs> like this is none of my business like you just stay silent that's, that's why it's the best part that martin picked this book like listeners <laughs> at home need to know that martin was like guys let's read emrata's book like i loved her in iCarly i loved her in gone girl my favorite movie um, feminist queen, like, let's read her book. And then Monse and I were reading it and, like, sobbing. No. I'm just, I didn't cry, but, like, I, I was like, oh, I don't like this feeling. Oh, no, you feel kind but of I- You're like, oh. Yeah, it Damn. was crazy. I do want to do just a quick trigger warning because we will be talking about sexual assault. Okay. So I'm going to go run through a quick summary. A deeply honest investigation of what it means to be a woman and a commodity from Emily Ratajkowski. Emily Ratajkowski is an acclaimed model and actress, an engaged politician, oh, political progressive. Sorry, she's not a politician. Um, an entrepreneur, a global social media phenomenon, and now a writer. Rocketing to world fame at age 21, Ratajkowski sparked both praise and fury with the provocative display of her body as an unapologetic statement of feminism. Uh, my body is profoundly personal, is a profoundly personal exploration of feminists. Feminism, sexuality, and power of the men's treatment of women and women's realizations from accepting the truth. I'll stop there. That's good. Okay. Okay. And then okay. I think the best way, because we couldn't really find book club questions for this one, would be to just run through the chapters and like the, because they're all essays. Yes, they are all essays. And discuss each of them. Um, I just want to know what, what are your thoughts on the book without rating it? Like, yes, no. Um, I think with like, memoirs or short essays that people write it almost feels like you're looking in someone's diary right so it's like I'm not gonna be like this was really like this was really really good or this was really really bad because this is just her sharing her story and honestly the things she wrote about were pretty heavy but like I said they were really well written and you were able to kind of understand I liked how she put in her like internal dialogue in these moments which I feel like a lot of us look back in time we're like what was I thinking when that was happening? And I feel like with the heavy stuff that she wrote about, a lot of people think about what was going on in my brain in that moment. Yeah, she has a lot of reflection mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. And I I also will say like, I think this happens with like every essay collection anyone ever reads, where it's like, there's some you really love and really resonate with and some that just like fall a little flat for you personally. But I thought that like almost every essay had like a lot of value um and and like I was like oh I get this I just it just doesn't resonate with me right now but I could see myself like revisiting this when I'm in a different stage of life or whatever else 
Um, but I will say I'm also reading Billy Ray Belcourt's um, essay collection, A Brief History of My Body. Mm -hmm. And in that he writes about being queer, being Indian, being indigenous Canadian, all these things that are like, that I just was like, it's really interesting to sort of be reading these in parallel, but sort of like having set down the Billy Ray one after like reading about an experience of like sex in that body and then a women's experience uh, like an american woman's experience of sex in her body just like it was really interesting and i think like though i wouldn't tag them as like companions in my head it was interesting to read them at the same time and be like wow the way people conceptualize of like themselves and their body is very different based on like every single thing that they experience but also like there's so many similarities that I think I like see in myself and Emrata being like, like being that I'm a model too. Yes. And being that I'm like a famous celebrity and like that I, they wanted to cast me in Gone Girl, but I was like, you know what? Give the money to someone else. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't uh, want it. Uh. <laughs> I know. Um, like there are like some similarities in like the way that like Emrata and I were like brought up as like white American women and like, sort of middle class families that sort of thing but just like so many things i was like i don't i don't get that at all miss girl um and then there are things that billy ray belcourt writes about that i'm like wow like it's weird that this is resonating with me because like n very hard to find a similarity like other than we grew up in similar climates like <laughs> yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's, it was just like just something i wanted to make sure i mentioned so that the people at home knew that i was reading more than one book at the same time beautiful <laughs> no i agree with everything and also did you guys like have a certain essay that popped out to you um to me it was the one that she already had published the one she based the whole oh um crying back my body crying back my body and um i listened to the audio format of well i was reading along in the book while listening to the audio just because like with memoirs and essay collections I like when the author themselves reads the book um but I read that when it first came out in like I think it was 2020 and then I was listening to the audiobook and the last sentence her voice just cracks and you can hear her holding back her tears and it was an emotional ride but the first time that I read that essay I was like whoa yeah you know? I listened to it too and there was a few times where she like almost starts crying I was like mm -hmm. damn um, I have like a really weird one that stuck out to me, but it was the K-Spa one, just because that's oh, fucking crazy that that exists. Like, I don't know if I'm just a man, so I didn't know that existed, but I guess she didn't at the beginning of that essay, but I was just like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, she just has this place where she can go and not feel any judgment when like, it seems like in all of the other essays, she's like constantly being critiqued or critiquing herself. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I feel like that essay too deals with the over I was talking to you about this or I was talking about this yesterday but the over sexualization where it's like when she was around these women they weren't they were what did she say she said something about like we're seeing each other but we're not looking at each other you know mm -hmm. and I think that just talks a lot about the way men perceive women and the way women perceive other women yeah I liked K-Spa as well and I think I think it was like for the same reasons but I think the one that stood out to me was beauty lessons in particular because I liked the format of it I liked that it was like a little different also like I liked men like you but I was like this is a lit <laughs> this is a lot for me at the end of the book but in beauty lessons I really 
like the way that they were separated so efficiently and some of them were stories about her mom and some of them were like stories about set like they were all just so different but the fact that i was reading them with the frame that these are like lessons in beauty mm-hmm. made me see them i think a little differently and i think that my favorite one was well not my favorite but the one that like stuck out to me was 23 at the end she talks about like ranking in her therapist's office um but everyone has a favorite fruit i tell her i feel a tear run down my cheek everyone prefers one over the other that is how the world works everything is ranked one is always better than the other and i think that i don't know if this is necessarily universally true but i know for me big time i've had a lot of issues with feeling like i'm like with ranking myself with ranking things around me in order to have a better like understanding of things and then realizing it's like ruining my self-esteem and my confidence because I'm like, oh, it's helpful when I think of like, these are my like number one, two and three people, my emergency contact one, my emergency contact two. But what does it look like on the other side when I'm their number five and they're my number one? When in reality, those like those rankings are things that like I'm making up to make things easier for myself. And I get why she's perceiving things that way. Like everyone has different preferences when in reality, like everyone has a favorite fruit, but it's because like at one point they like really valued pears heavily. And it doesn't mean that apples aren't great as well. Uh It just means like, but I think it's just tough to like, it was tough to have it articulated that way. I was just going to say she articulated it so well. Uh There's Mm -hmm. from especially the beauty lessons one, like her mom. Like, and it's crazy because she doesn't really like as much as she like realizes what she's saying and like takes it in and processes it. I feel like unless she's had conversations and like didn't make it into an essay, I feel like she never like told her mom how like certain things the mom said made her feel. And there's just like certain things that I just thought were crazy. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I think. Like, constant praise of her body, but then also, like, comparison of, like, hers to people her age. Like, I have from the 13 from Beauty Lessons, the mom is, like, she's cute. She'd say, smiling sweetly, a sublet trace of pity in her tone. Like, saying, like, oh, she's cute, but, like, she's not you, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, we never really get a wrap-up on, like, her mom being sick. True. Yeah. True. Which I understand it's us. Also- I'm not sure if that's the point, but I thought, like something like is she still sad like by her upbringing and like how old her parents were yeah i just like genuinely would pause and be like i guess i need to google everything about emirata right now because like i just didn't know very much about her like early career which makes sense especially because she's like not like a full generation older than me but she's like not my peer Mm -hmm. yeah is she my peer (laughs) um no (laughs) she's my peer in the industry um <laughs> what if you but like not not really like socially but like i was doing a lot of research on her husband and stuff like that um it's so crazy sorry i have a little tangent uh like towards the end when she's like talking about her husband and she's like at that party and she's like oh i'm so glad my husband's not like these men and like after this book came out he like cheated on her. yeah i like i, I kind of <laughs> turned up on the acknowledgements really when she was like saying thank you to her husband i'm like yeah damn you really can't trust anyone these days no yeah <laughs> that was tough mate that okay. was tough. i agree Lights. okay so then blurred lines was interesting 
it it wasn't interesting I guess that's the bad word I just am trying to think of the exact thing I want to say but well it was fascinating how she didn't realize until after that like what had happened to her was assault you know like she's mm -hmm. looking back and I think I find that fascinating because she's experienced so much assault in her life and yeah. a lot of it is just her looking back and realizing later or like in one of the chapters because her friend says to her like that's rape Emily and she was like no it's not I think that what well, the one thing about that too was like there was this interesting reflection right at the end about like how like the women were reminded who was really in charge at the shoot when he did that and it made me really reflect on the fact that like I feel like sometimes we see well okay not to be like history student um for the viewers at home for the listeners I do study history um mm -hmm. but like we hear about major events and how like after they happen there's a big power vacuum and how like power needs to be controlled by someone else um and I guess like in the context of this I was like well we know who holds the power it's men and for a moment those women are borrowing the power but in reality it like never belongs to them they're never in charge of it it's always like a borrowed thing that they're only given because of their beauty their status their wealth or whatever else and i just like like that's tough for me to hear yeah, yeah. and uh, it, that's all i have to say it no, was tough I, to read it was tough to reflect on <laughs> very much so and it was like the facade of like they thought they had the power to start too because they were like doing something that it all felt like they it like empowered them and like the director was women and most of the set was women okay. so yeah sorry i don't know why i added that but i agree yeah no but like they were led to they were in a position where they were like oh we definitely have all the power and all the control and all those other things and then this like stark reminder that like they're wrong but also like they're completely wrong about it is it's tough mate yeah the way she name drops in this book is no other like she fully like, and good for her as she should no i agree i i like what i mean more is like these people are just like still walking around yeah. you know so i guess it's good that like now there's like this warning signal out there and like it is a new york times bestseller so good for her but like even the ben affleck thing when she's talking about gone girl and he like picked to cast her because of like mm -hmm. looks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, well, there's <laughs> transactions. What did you say? I just like, just like wanted to be included. You guys had a little bit there. Oh. No, we didn't talk. We heard a noise oh. on your end. Yeah. And then we were, we were like, looking at each other and we was like, what's that noise? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm really sorry. My, um, it's a helicopter. Oh. <laughs> There are helicopters in Ireland, guys. I'm shocked. Cause I, You're kidding. Is that how you guys get yeah. around? So that's how, um, that's how I transport. It's public <laughs> transport. Um, also, can I just say in the in Toxic one, Britney Spears, interesting to like read about like, I don't know, like a female idol, like and someone she idolized growing up. That's always like fascinating. I don't feel great about saying the word idol, but like I mean it in the sense that like like uh, she was a fan yeah. um the way that was written where she like puts the lyrics of the britney, yeah. the britney spears song she's talking about then she reflects on those lyrics and it's like exactly what was going through her mind at that moment and that's like another thing where it's like not necessarily our age group because like i mean i know britney now more as like the one that went crazy than before that if that makes sense so 
it's yeah. interesting to hear like her outlook because she was there for like seeing it happen. And yeah, yeah I, thought it was, I guess like we like, remember the aftermath, not right. during seeing it yeah. up to that. And then like how she wished she could talk to her mom about how uh, Brittany had like lost her virginity. And, mm -hmm. but she was like, I'm not sure if it's like a good thing to like ask if that's okay that she did that with her boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how is that even There's public like information? Like, this is what I mean by I was too young. Was yeah. that like a song or something? I have no idea. No. Uh, Justin Timberlake stuff? Yeah. Yeah, no, that was like, I think it was like public. He no, just, he announced he say it, it on an interview. Didn't you watch <laughs> that's the so documentary that she had on Hulu? I try not to show... watch doc because I feel like they're never like ethically made. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, but I don't know about the that interview one. interview with be, Justin Timberlake sure. was like, they asked him, they were like, so how was it when you hooked up with Britney? Oh, that's crazy. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think I was going to how this has just been a continuous thing in our culture and it's just keeps going. And no matter how far we think we are, we're like, we're not remotely close to Britney Spears, but it's like it's all embedded in our culture and in our society, which is terrifying. I was just going to say my favorite line in the like whole collection is about her friend Sadie. Okay. And it's when um, in Toxic, she says, even when she wore white lacy baby doll dresses and delicate droplet earrings, Sadie seemed dangerous. Like she was built of weapons she had yet to master. Mm -hmm. Like I just that like line really struck me. And I think part of it is because like like she was built of weapons. She had I don't know, just like the idea that like women potentially all like all have a power in their bodies that they like may never master but also like how much do our bodies give us how much do us, does our perception actually give us in terms of like power because i think like emrata like seems so powerful and confident in all these other things and reading this you're like oh there's so much more mm -hmm. but like what does that actually mean for her like status in the world yeah. you tell me like i do not no yeah, so around also but one of my favorite parts is it's towards the end when she like is on that biking trip with mm -hmm. like her husband and barbara and she was like worried about sweating in front of them uh -huh. and then she like was at top of a hill i believe and then they like looked back at her and she was like what am i worried about like these people love me i shouldn't be concerned about how they view me yeah. i don't know that reminded me of what you just said yeah my favorite line was on page 225 in releases where she goes i would rather hurt myself metaphorically stab myself than let anyone anyone else hold the knife what yeah what my jaw hit the floor yeah um the woozies that was mostly about like like some moments from her childhood and then when she went to that trip with the guy right the photographer I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was i thought and it was about her mom's sickness i thought it's when her mom was sick oh what and she was like yeah, that's what right. they would call like when they would feel anxiety well, that's another thing about these essays. She hops around so much. And I understand that they're just different essays. So it like doesn't need to be perfectly mm -hmm. cohesive. But yeah, she like it's like it like, like pieces line. together to a story because she's telling different parts of the story at each essay. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. She jumps know. around time a lot. Like right. we're back in the present, but then she's talking about her past and like the buying myself back, also part of that that was crazy was that whole rich guy that like would pay people to go party with him at the super bowl and then i looked it up i looked Miranda it up too. Kerr was I the model the guy that the woman that ended up marrying the snapchat guy steven something because i was so curious like what what model would be dancing with him 
So I just thought yeah. that was interesting because she kind of airs her out too, but whatever. We're yeah, the, but that guy literally had pictures of like Leonardo DiCaprio and stuff. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's crazy. Like, Me Googling Miranda Kerr? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, she, and she did have to give back like $8 million worth of jewelry. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. Wow. Crazy that they come back for that stuff because I feel like, I mean, it makes perfect sense, but I would think like once you give that shit away, yeah. crazy. Wow. That was but it's like also like you want something that's like comes from a super unethical money true just to say it i will also um in buying myself back like i didn't know that that was the i had never read that before so i think it's cool that you had monse did you feel differently reading that for the second time yeah i think once i saw everything pieced together and saw her past kind of like seeing how many times this has happened to her it's like it's it's almost never ending and it's mm-hmm. very scary how it's that way I don't know also just the ethics of that in general are like so scary of me like I just feel like if the photos are of you like I understand there should be like photographer rights but like they're actually her nude body like it's crazy that there's nothing they could really do to stop it yeah I also think my body was the perfect title for this book because it all connects back to her body in so many different ways. Like towards the end, she's talking about being a mother, giving birth. In the beginning, she's talking about her growing up, filling in her body or, you know, whatever. And then she just goes through her experience all in the same body, which is crazy. Yeah, and I like this last part of the chapter where she says, Jonathan will run out of the crusty uh, unseen Polaroids, but I will remain as the real Emery, Emily, the Emily who owns the high art Emily and the one who wrote this essay too. She will continue to carve out control where she can find it. That's, that's the one where she started hearing about Yeah. Oh. Her voice broke. Yeah, my voice just broke. Like, yeah. What the fuck? There's also, I think, in the n- nature of, like what you were saying, Monse, with the title being my body and this thing about her, like, it's like, gaining control back and feeling like her image and her reflection isn't hers but like her body it like will always be hers like we are always going to be in our bodies and so I like I don't know I get like it is the perfect title and it also does this interesting thing of playing on the fact that that's what she's known for or it's what she feels like she's known for um but she is like herself her name is like so much more than that because it's one like layered in loads of cultural capital and all those other things but it's also layered in two scriptures like daughter mother sister friend whatever else i guess she's not a she's an only child but you know what i mean mm-hmm. wife yes wife. um and then pamela which that was mostly about like the party they went to name dropped miley cyrus i was like fuck yeah yeah i mean other than the fact that it wasn't great yeah us went and talked to Miley instead of um talking to her but I'm curious as to why she said s the whole time and not what's his I think his name is like Sebastian Sebastian right yeah that is actually yeah because she doesn't even say Sebastian and then continue to say s as if we've like ever know who he is. known it was Sebastian yeah um there was one part of that chapter that really stuck out to me for some reason I can't think of it I'm also curious as to the, oh, do you think they were talking about? Oh, the part where she's talking about how, like, she's just meant to be, like, the model Mm -hmm. to, like, her successful husband, like, the girl just standing next to him. 
And then I'm the model wife. Yeah. Yeah. And then how she like has a conversation with a man and like, it's kind of like men like you where she, like this guy is like kind of reminded that she's a woman. Cause like, she like has thoughts, you know, like the, the mm-hmm. constant thing that she goes through in this book of like talking to men and then them realizing she's like a human because she can like have a conversation. Well, also like what's crazy to me is like, I don't think that men realize necessarily that like women, and I would say arguably every single woman is calculated in how she interacts with men so that if she wants to come off as brainless, she comes off that way. And men then project that onto like every woman who has ever looked like that individual woman who decided to project a brainlessness onto him. You know what I mean? Where it's like, it's really interesting because like, I think like all models are obviously like capable of being intelligent. And I'm sure that like, I don't have any experience, but I do know that a lot of the ways that I've perceived women have been through a reflection that a man has like made or like produced being like, man being the designer or even the like cinematographer the photographer the stylist all those other things where like if men are playing a role and they're being like models are dumb and stupid then then on tv models are portrayed as dumb and stupid then everyone who's consuming that media is like i guess models are dumb and stupid even though every single person is like a human who is like much more complexly layered than that yeah yeah obviously essay was like a great lead into men like you because she basically says that exact thing like all she had to do was pretend to be interested in like Mm -hmm. the same things he was like his movies and shit and like he was like whoa like she's cool and little did he know she was just deciding what she wanted to say yeah and also trying to send sell nfts of her is fucking crazy yeah i'm curious why parts of this letter are like redacted like do you think that they had to do with I feel like she probably legally printed it. Okay. I also, yeah. I thought maybe it was like Some of parts of like her body maybe, or I, I couldn't tell. Oh. Cause like at the top of the redacted thing, it says Emily has gone on to accomplish so many things, including motherhood and then like redacted. Mm. And it's like, I don't know if it was going to be a, like, I don't know, probably something like sexist. Yeah. In my head, it was like, she chose to redact lots of it because it doesn't like define who she feels like she is anymore but also like there's something visually striking about all the redactions mm-hmm. on the page i don't know if you agree but no i do I, yeah um i'm just always trying to find an answer behind something that probably doesn't have one <laughs> and then the last essay and good for you thank you <laughs> the last essay releases well what do you guys think I, I don't think it's bad. That's just the one that I found maybe the most random kind of, but then it also talks about like the birth of her son. So I don't think it's like bad at all. Yeah. And it also has the part that I like where she's like biking and like realizes she can just be herself. The thing that I liked about that, and I think that's where I go back to the title thing where it's like, look at all. She, her mind, her body, her soul was able to accomplish. And like, when she's like, give me the mirror, I want to, I want to see what my body's doing. And that's just, it's very empowering to be like, so many terrible things have happened to me, but look at this beautiful thing that's happening to me now. And it's all within the same body. What do you think, Shannon? No, of releases. Yeah. I think I like agree with everything you were saying. 
I think it was cool to end on like a reflection on motherhood because the beginning was like um, beauty lessons, which are like things you learn early. It was like a lot of stuff she learned early on in life. So then to be like, oh, new life, different stage of my life, but also like becoming who my mom was when she taught me all these things. Like, I just thought that was interesting in terms of like structure wise. I don't think releases fits anywhere else. Um, but I think that one and transactions were the two that I was like, maybe not like right now for me. Yeah. Like someday I think that I would like gain, have more value out of these, both of these reflections, but maybe just not right now. That's yeah. so true. I feel like even as a man, like it will be cool to read this at like a different time in my life. Like even just exactly. certain days. Yeah. Good thing you went to BNN and got that copy. Amen. Shannon, by the way, like, did you pick our next book? Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll, reveal it at the, I'll reveal it at the end of the episode. Yeah. Okay. okay. So anyone have favorite quote that they haven't shared yet? Another thing that stuck out to them from any of them. And then we're going to review. I marked this book the fuck up. Like okay. so many things stuck out to me. I feel like it's hard to make a favorite one. Mm-hmm. I think like the one thing that I felt, I guess this is like embarrassing to say I was comforted by it, but the like fact that there is like a bit of a universality in that like women being jealous of other women happens. Women then reflect on it and are like, this is internalized misogyny. What do I do about it? Because sometimes I like have those thoughts and I'm like, oh, this is so bad. I'm such a bad woman because I like am mad at this other woman for something she's doing that's womanly. But like hearing like Emirata be like, it's like tough to like yeah. be a woman in this society. Yeah. And also like having this record. Feminism is good for all of us. The patriarchy is bad for all of us. I had like a line that stuck out to me too. Well, it's like a whole paragraph, but she's talking to her mom and she's like, the mom is upset with the dad about something and went through his emails. And she asked Emily, like, is he crossing the line? And then she says, lines were never clear between us. The house didn't help. It was a place with no boundaries. Children who grew up in homes like mine, just them and their parents with no separation, physically or emotionally, become experts in a very particular type of seeing. We learn to see things that are hidden, things that aren't there at all. We become particularly sensitive to the moods and emotions of others. We're nimble and excellent at shape-shifting. We oscillate between feeling special and feeling alone. We feel simultaneously capable of both saving and destroying those we love. Yeah. I really, yeah. really. To me, to it was when she would talk about her relationship with her mom, that's when I resonated the most with her. Yeah. And like her, I, I would say kind of her upbringing, but I just feel like just as women of color, over sexualization is just a natural thing in so many different cultures, which is really, really bad. But to that, I kind of related. But when she would talk about her mom, and for example, that line, I was like, oh. Yeah, that one, I was like, oh, I'm going to cry. Oh, so, <laughs> so okay. Yeah. <laughs> cool yeah. thanks for that yeah okay do we want to re- it's so hard to reveal yeah because again like, like I, I don't feel right giving it a review but same. i think we still should <laughs> is that like that yeah oh. here's what i wrote down today in the library i was taking notes like i was taking notes for things i might want to mention and i wrote overall a compelling mix like it was all very compelling in different ways And I feel like the way to rate a book out of five like that is that I know me personally is like, I want to give it three stars. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that feels low. But like, I'm trying to be like a four star book is a book that I like want my friends to read. And I'm like a three star book. I would be subjective about who I recommend it to. Yes. 
I, really I, I love a half point though. Like, would you give it a 3.5? Because that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. So maybe that's where you land too. Yeah. I was like a three, but if you were like, are we rounding up or down? I would be like, round up. <laughs> oh, okay. You okay. Know? I, I need a three on Goodreads after it. A three. Okay. So let me add this up. A 3.5, a 3.5, and a three. Yeah, he's doing math. Mm. You know what's funny? 3.33, which I think is so close to our rating of ghosts. I think it was like 3.27. Yeah. Crazy. yeah. So I can't wait for us to read a book that is like either so low or so high. Yeah. That, and the readers are going to be like, I'm kind of excited to read a bad book. Yeah. <laughs> I need something that I can be mean, like not okay. someone's life. True. And also, like, True. Ghost wasn't someone's life, but I still will never be able to not compare it to Dolly. No, you saw it as Dolly. Yeah, it's I like did. Dolly's It was Nina. Dolly's, like, second book. Yeah. Okay, are you guys ready for my reveal? Okay. So fun. They did a drum roll. Okay. Just to give you some context, uh, because I live in Ireland, I was like, I have to pick an Irish book. Okay. But I was like, but I cannot be picking something super, like, not to say basic, but I can't be picking like Miss Sally Rooney. Girl, I can't handle that right now. I'm I'm way too in my normal people, Connell era, if you know what I mean. You and me both. Um, you and me both. <laughs> so we are going to be reading. Oh, I just took a, sorry. The Commitments by Roddy Doyle. Ooh. It is a funky, rude, unpretentious first novel, which traces the funny and furious career of a working class Irish kid who forms a band, The Commitments, their mission to bring soul to Dublin. I'm so down. And I think it's like pretty short, sweet. There's technically other books in the trilogy. It's like technically in a trilogy, but I was like, that sounds fun. And it sounds like a fun little Irish twist where it's like, and then I was like, I should pick something that's different. And I'm sorry that I picked a book written by a man, but the two other books I was looking at were that were written by women, I had already read. It's okay. I'm looking forward. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So we're international. Is and I figured it would be like different than what we normally read. Yeah. Hopefully less traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah. Just seem happy from what you said. <laughs> from the reviews, it seems like pop optimistic. Okay. 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 okay yeah. Like, I don't want to say happy because like, what if it's really bad? I can act like an expert. Okay. Perfection, ladies. I'm excited. Okay, bisexual influencers. Thank you so much for joining us as always, Shannon. It was such a blast to be on the podcast. I was like, all day today, I was like, nobody around me knows that I'm going to be on a podcast later. <laughs> <laughs> me every time on podcast. I'm like, no one knows I'm a podcaster. Yeah, wait, literally, I was like, nobody knows I'm re I read My Body by Emrata to be yeah. on a podcast. I'm like, should like, I carry the reference? So mm. that book, I'm like, oh, I have a book club podcast. So you can hear my You can thoughts. actually go listen to yeah. it. Oh, like, what are you reading lately? Like, oh, this whole thing? I'm just reading it so that I can talk about it next tomorrow on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which I breeze by this, by the way. Did the book you pick short? I think it's relatively short. <laughs> Did the book you pick short? Yeah. yeah. I think that the Zoom is about to end. It is. It is. Bye, Bessie. Okay. Bye. I love you so much. We love you. Bye, guys.